Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first podcast, Keeping Up with Jen Up, with your host. I'm Lauren. And I'm Hannah. And today we have a Hi special guys, I'm guest. Darren. And today we're going to be talking about the reopening of schools amidst the COVID-19 pandemic and how the pandemic has affected our education Thank you, thus Hannah. far. And that's actually interesting because yesterday actually marked the corona anniversary. We've been in this for one year, guys. So, yeah. I don't want to buy. No, I don't want to buy. <laughs> so- Okay, fine. Let me see the menu. I have to record this podcast. We can add this to the can blooper reel. Can we clip reel. the audio or no? We have to do it in one take. <laughs> okay, I'm just... we. I think we can. <laughs> we can clip the audio. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to the COVID pandemic. Um. So. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So. Um. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the menu right now. Would somebody like to start us off? Out, happy Pi okay, Day, I'll everybody, begin. by the so, way. All of our Pi lovers out there. Yes. Happy Pi Day. That's why Lauren's in the Pi <laughs> I'm trying to order a Pi right now. But anyways, <laughs> back to what we were originally talking about. With the reopening of schools, especially in our district, it raises a lot of questions about just so many things. Some people in the distance learning, so... Just for reference, for all of my people who aren't in the Torrance District, we have three, like, groups of people. When it comes to school, we have the A cohort. Which is the, the superior B cohort. cohort. That's and... one I'm in, so it's best. Oh, <laughs> okay. And the distance cohort. A and B, they alternate between the days, and then the distance students just stay in distance. But a lot of concern has been raised among both the students, teachers, and parents because there's some kids in the distance cohorts who want to go back to school. Some cohort kids don't want to go back to school and want to switch to distance. And, like, the reopening is being rushed. Like, from some people, some people think it's being rushed because we're still in the middle of a quarter and they want to open They want to open schools before the beginning of be fourth quarter. So... <laughs> before spring break on top of that so how do you guys feel about this personally well i mean honestly i can tell you obviously i'm in the blended cohort so i'm in group b um and i don't know i mean i'm a senior so i kind of just thought my senior year was like gonna be completely virtual and i was kind of okay with that in a sense you know like i was accepting the reality like you know we're probably not going to get to do most of the things that seniors do but I'm I try to think on the more positive side of things so I mean I always had hoped we would come back but I also had hoped that you know a year ago we still wouldn't be having a pandemic so you know you win some you lose some but I think part of me is very anxious about returning and another half of me is a bit I don't want to say excited but I'm it's nice to see a little bit of normal coming back, but I mean, there's, I'm, a, I'm very nervous about, you know, transition and coming back because we haven't been to like regular school in a year now, like, you know? Yeah, I'm super stoked to, to get back in school. Um, of course you are, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, not because of the reasons <laughs> that you guys think, like, it's not like, oh, I love school. I love learning. Like, it's not like that. Like, I've probably hung out with like the same two or three people like literally for the past year 
because like that's all I'm basically allowed to do. But I kind of miss like seeing those friends that like you never would talk to outside of school, but like you're friends with them in school. Oh my gosh, yes, and you like all have that one awful class together, exactly. and you guys just become besties. Exactly. Oh, I miss oh that. Oh my god, WAP last year, I had so many homies, but then we went, we went to school online, and then I just stopped talking See, to everyone. Here's what I'm nervous about. I, I, okay, honestly, here's the tea, everybody, to all of our listeners out there. You can, you're gonna agree with me because I'm always right, but. So many people have gotten on my nerves during this pandemic. Like, I think it's just all of the idiots out there, like all the partying, all this. Like, you don't need to be doing that. It's not worth it. Okay, stay home. Be good. But like all of these people now, we're going back to school. And I'm like, oh, no, like, I don't like you anymore. I think you're annoying. And also, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I have been more honest during this pandemic because I haven't had to see anybody. I'm at home. Like, what are you going to do? knock at my door i live in a cul-de-sac like come on now it's like a maze to get in here okay by the time you find out where i am i'm gone so i'm like a little nervous for that because i don't like a lot of people now like everybody really be getting on my nerves but i'm excited to see the homies that's it not to see some Honestly, of these teachers i think a lot of people though like, are like feeling really overwhelmed like not just because of school like I don't think reopening schools by itself is a super major thing. Um, obviously, it's a big deal for us, but like going back two days for like three hours a day, like however they figure out the schedule, isn't like a super big time commitment. But I think it's when you compound opening schools with everything else that's going on, like sports are returning at the same times. Yeah. Like we went from not being able to practice, yeah, exactly. having like three games a week. It's just, I think a lot of kids are feeling really overwhelmed. Um, and unfortunately, I'm part of that group because it's just crazy right now, you know? Exactly. Like, I had to quit track for, like, a number of reasons. Like, I didn't really want to. Well, I did want to do it. But, like, just the timing. Like, I had, like, youth and government meetings on the same day of practices. And on top of that, my parents worked when practices began. So, like, he's asking people to start coming and start committing. But it's, like... Like, most of us can't do that anymore. Like, people have work. People are afraid of COVID. So I feel like a lot of those aspects are being overlooked. And I don't personally like how the schools are kind of rushing to reopen sports, specifically, like, put playing favorites over, like, some sports over the other. Like, the football team, they had a game recently. They get so much funding, but... They don't even, they're not even that good. Like, I'm sorry. No one like, is scouting in Torrance, okay? The Here's the tea. No one is, no, <laughs> ain't nobody coming to scout in Torrance. That is the tea. Here's also the tea. Stop. I'm spitting straight up facts. Here's also the tea. So as some of you may know, I say some of you, it's two of you. And any of our lucky listeners out there, I'm forcing my mom to listen to this when we're done. But, like, I'm in theater. I'm in advanced theater. It's called play production at West High. Okay. And... I know, right? Period. Eh, I'm a star. So, <laughs> so like, we have been doing completely virtual rehearsals, practice, like, everything. Like, you know, we've had to sing from home, dance from home. And, like, I was fine with that and everything, you know. But then there was, like, a little bit of the issue when, like, they were letting other groups come back. And, you know, it was, like, theater couldn't come back. And, you know, kind of talking about what Hannah did, it just was, like, really weird. And so... Like, I know at our school, we had to, we went to, like, a board meeting with, like, um, you know, Torrance and, like, 
the state and like we had to work our way up and you know now we're allowed to come back and rehearse we're not allowed to sing because you would have to take off your mask but now we're allowed to do like dance in person and so it's like it's kind of it's nice that we you know we finally got it but it was a little bit of a process we'll say to get there a little bit of a stepping stone if you will how do you guys feel about like not necessarily coming back this year but coming back for the next school year do you think everyone will be able to come back at once and if so how do you think the transition whether it be like academically and socially how do you think the transition will play out because me specifically i think academically everyone's gonna struggle like i like not even talking about like the using online to like help you with assignments or whatever but just having to like adjust be to being around people having to do assignments like right then and there instead of waiting until eleven fifty nine or 11 o'clock to do the assignments like i just feel like students have become so accustomed to their own personal schedules that fit them that it'll be a struggle to go back to the actual way of like doing things at school that we were used to before the pandemic and socially it's just like like you know how high school students are there's gonna be drama there's gonna be tension when is there not exactly even online there was a lot of drama you know the fights between that and the security guards break them up the good old old ways of high school oh my god but like socially i feel like people are gonna be a bit too excited at one point especially during That's the summer because they're already like oh my god hot girl summer oh my god summer 21 is gonna be the first best of all hot summer. girl summer was two years ago okay that song came out oh not god. this year not last year baby okay hot girl summer was two years ago second of all to answer your question i mean i think the thing is is i mean you were you said it exactly you know everyone now has their own schedules whether it be you know people starting people started a bunch of jobs during quarantine so it's like now they have built their school schedule around that or if they have family stuff you know like I know I operate on a completely different schedule than like some of my friends you know because they work or they have other things going on and so I think trying to put everybody back on the same schedule like we kind of normally had when we went to school a year ago I think is going to be a really hard transition for a lot of people you know like I know I have some friends where like it's like they purposefully don't have a certain class so that they can work and that time is carved out for that and I mean it'll be very interesting to see how they try and accommodate to everybody um but I mean yeah I think it's it's gonna be a bit of a bumpy transition a bumpy ride in the beginning I think also going back to like you know some people are really good at virtual learning and some people aren't and I think Ew, I sound gravelly. I sound I sound like a 12-year-old. Anyways, so I think also some of the other problem is, like, like you were saying, so many people are now used to, like, operating not only on their own schedule, but, like, turning assignments in whenever they feel like it, whether it be at 11.55, you know, right before the due date, or, like, 12 days in advance, and trying to go back to, like, okay, everything's due at once, I think is going to be a very, we'll say, interesting transition for that. I think it's certainly going to be something new, but I don't think it's going to be as difficult as you guys are anticipating. I mean, honestly, we've made the transition like from middle school to high school, from like freshman, sophomore year to clearly more difficult junior and senior year. Um, and it's just going to be... Oh, let's not talk about junior year. She was a mess. <laughs> yeah. She was a mess and a half. <laughs> it's just going to be like another adaptation that we have to make. Um, and I don't know if the school's 
I know this is touching on like the last topic. I don't know if the schools are reopening exactly in the right way now, but I think by the time we get to August 25th or 26th, whenever we open next year, that both socially and academically, um, students are actually going to be pretty ready to come back um, just because they've been out of it for so long. And realistically, we've only learned this way for the end of last year. It feels like years. <laughs> it feels like months. It feels like a- ancient years. It feels like a really long time. But like when you think of it in terms of learning, like we didn't miss that much. Like last year for me was basically AP season and that was it, which was no more learning. Chaos. That Chaos. End of the year. It was just AP tests. <laughs> And basically half of this year um, before we started planning to go back, I guess, in the middle of January. Um, so, like, yeah, we missed out on a, a solid six-month chunk. But, like, we've been learning the way that we're going to for, for 10 years. And I don't think six months is going to super fundamentally change the way we come back. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I feel like, like you're right. Like, it's not going to be, like the most horrible thing in the world but you know how people say that like oh it takes 21 days or three weeks to make a habit i just feel like people have just become so accustomed to this style of learning that it's going to be a challenge to adjust back to what we're used to yeah so i mean maybe it'll take two weeks three weeks for people to get used to it i don't i mean but after that i don't think it's going to be something that we continue to dwell on or have issues with um, and back to that point, talking about like some people are better distance, some people are better virtual. I mean, I feel like no one's better virtual. For those of you guys that are listening, if you're listening, if you're better virtual, prove me wrong. Um, but but because <laughs> oh, they got Quizlet on virtual, Jared. I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> We'd be using the Quizlet. Girl, don't expose yourself. Oh my, never mind. I know, right? Now I'm gonna get an email from my teachers like, "Hey, Lauren, I heard you're using Quizlet." I'm like, "What? No, <laughs> what? What is a Quizlet?" <laughs> I mean, but yeah, it'll be. I think it's just it's hard to imagine going back since it feel even though it hasn't been that long. It feels like we've been gone for so long, you know, but I think, I mean, because, like, I know at a lot of colleges, they're already, they're talking about, like, oh, yeah, next year you guys are going to be on campus, like, you're going to be going back, and, like, at one of those schools, um, I was, like, thinking about, like, I got the email, and they're, like, yeah, when fall semester starts, like, you guys will be on campus, you will be in classes, so I feel like, I think it's, like, a good stepping stone, you know, for those of us who are seniors, if you are going to a college, or <clears throat> any, you know, after any, I almost said after school program, <laughs> um, any, like, path after that where you might have to be in person. I mean, I think I'd rather get the practice now than be like, oh, no, first day of college, I haven't been to school in two years, what do I do, you know? Yeah, no matter what people do after high school, like, if it's straight to a job or community college or four-year university, like, you're still gonna have to interact with people no matter what, and I don't want my first interaction with someone in two years to just be like me awkwardly talking to a professor like I feel like we need to go back to kind of start like building slowly into getting used to communicating with educators and bosses and stuff like that and I just realized like I feel like the only time I talk to my teachers is like if I have to email them first of all let's not even get me started on the emails oh my god I would like to throw away the gmail into the fire I hate getting all these, I get, I get stressed out seeing all these emails. 
even if they're from like stupid things i'm like oh no new assignments i don't want to see a google classroom anywhere okay tired of that too how many emails are you guys sitting on right now like unread um okay so from both okay i have a i have like my joint email with like both of my accounts so between the two of those i have like six (laughs) thousand I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it, guys. I'm really not. Light work. Between my Gmail and ETSD, I'm, I'm sitting at a cool 22,000. Okay, I feel my better God. now, Darren. Thank you. Jesus Christ, I'm, Darren. I'm looking at mine right now. On my pers- yeah, I was like, I have 12. Girl, on my personal email, I have like 2,000. And my ETSD, I'm logging in right now. Okay, because some of it is just like, you you know like when it, something is posted on Google Ooh. Classroom and they send you an email copy of it. Oh dear, Hannah, how much? I have like seven thousand. <laughs> okay, I feel better now, everybody. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Oh, I got an email about reopening. Now that we're talking about it, like this um, morning. It was two days ago. Based on this direction. Mm. We are planning to, uh, for the first day of in-person instruction for all blended learning students to be either Thursday, March 25th, or Friday, oh, March 26th. That's I mean, here's the thing. Next week. Is we were talking about going back, right? I don't know if y'all remember. I don't know about you. I might be exposing myself here. So tell me to reel it in if I need to. I have not worn, like, regular school clothes in so long. I wear pajamas every day. Like, I am literally currently sitting in my pants. And the only time I dress up is when I go to Target. And you better believe I'm looking snatched at the local Target. If you catch me at Trader Joe's and you're like, who's that hottie by the bell peppers? It's probably me. Okay, but I'm like, I don't want to wear, like, back. I didn't even get to go back to school shopping. I did a little bit of back to school shopping. Not going to lie, I've been shopping this whole pandemic. But... I'm like, oh, no, I can't wear pajamas to school now. I feel like I don't even know how to dress myself anymore. Like, at least when you go out to Target and Trader Joe's, like, you dress up. I've gotten to the point where, like, I just will straight up go to Trader Joe's no, in my Darren, pajamas. No, Darren, you can't do that. Not at the local Sundays. Trader Joe's. You can do that to other stores, but not at Target. <laughs> you have to look nice at Target. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the perfect dress for Target. I always run into lie. people, though. That's my problem. It's like, I never dress up for anybody. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. But, like, the one day, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just wear, like, my penguin pajama pants and my oversized Star Wars shirt. I run into, like, my principal at the local Target. And she's like, wow, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Don't look at me, please. <laughs> like, don't look at me. So that's the only reason why I'm trying to not look like I don't have my life together. But speaking of Trader Joe's real quick, this has nothing to do with our podcast or education at all. But I just would like to say, if you work at Trader Joe's, please sponsor us. Please, please. please. I love you, Trader Joe's. I love you so much. It's always cold in there, but I love it. I love the aesthetic of Trader Joe's. We have a Trader Joe's shopping list. I just love you. So if you work at Trader Joe's, hit a girl up, okay? I want to work there, but I'm, I'm scared. Trader Joe's be having everything that you wouldn't find at like Target. Thing, yes. Like I go to Target, you can't I can't find like matcha powder at Trader Joe's. It's the first thing that I see. They have you guys had so that well. like everything but the bagel yeah. chip seasoning thing? Mm. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> Hannah <laughs> Literally like okay. I 
have the, we have the seasoning in the house like I don't I don't okay I know the people on TikTok you know that one like keto lady on TikTok where they're like is it busting Janelle like and she's always putting that crap on like bell peppers and cream cheese am I crazy y'all don't know her so let's I know get back exactly to the... who you're talking oh, about. Anyway. Yeah, let's let's no get back on topic. Kills, Y'all just want to kill my <laughs> dreams. It's fine. I okay. do like the sweatshirts though. Right, they're so cute. Do you guys, Lauren? Do you want to move on to the oh, next yes. topic? Which is, remind me, Hannah. <laughs> How like, okay, so in light of like schools going back, I think a big concern. Like we mentioned, the social aspect, but you you both know how like there are a lot of there was a oh lot of racial Lord. tension on social media, like late May, all of June. So how do you think like the schools will like or students will take that like new information that everyone has gained into light when it comes to school? Because I don't know about you guys, but my school has like in in response to like the the death of George Floyd and the influx of riots, my school actually donated like I think it was four hundred or five hundred dollars to the NAACP. So yeah, they did that, but like that was just it, you know. So I really wanna like see how you guys think your school would respond to or if if they even would like do anything more with the students coming back. I think it's going to be not a big change from the student side. Um, honestly, I think a lot of what we saw was, I hate to like use this term because I think it's so so overused. Oh like, my God, very, performative very, active. very. Exactly. Um, and so I, I think there's like a really small percentage of the advocacy in the student population. And it's like actually meaningful. But like from an institution standpoint, I don't think anything from the student body is really going to change. But I do think there's going to be a lot of new ways uh, that the teachers look at changing um, because they're going to become a lot more sensitive, both out of fear and out of, I guess, respect, because obviously they don't want to get canceled. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I hate the term canceled so much. Like, cancel culture as a whole does not do anything. And whenever there is, like... A situation where people have to get canceled it's always like the people who don't have a say in the situation who love to speak up like why are you speaking on a situation why is a white person with blm in their bio trying to defend someone who said the n-word and is like anti-black like it's just a pick and choose people pick and choose who they want to cancel but anyways back to what you were talking about there sorry <laughs> No, I totally forgot what I was talking about. It's okay. I could talk about cancel culture. Oh, my God. That could be our next episode, guys. (laughs) Let us know if you want us to talk about cancel culture. But I think, yeah, I think there was a lot of, I mean, but I think especially during, like, since we're at home and stuff, I think, unfortunately, like Darren was saying, there was a lot of performative activism. But I also feel like you got to see a lot of people who were not doing it to be performative really feel comfortable speaking their minds and stuff. Um. And, like, really taking charge. And I think, God, I wish I was an A-push. Like, you know, I wish I was a junior right now. Because I think think discussions in the classroom, I think, will be... I think people are more aware of what they're saying. And, like, the message they're, you know, trying to argue. 
But I also think that there's so much more information now that people are aware of and like so many different outlets and different like things you can look at and read about, read about, (laughs) read about and listen to. And I feel like a lot of people have become more educated on topics that I think they wouldn't, they would have cared about, but not really have taken that initiative to listen to if there was not, you know, this time at home. I actually think that the problem is going to be the discussions are going to be so much more polarized because everyone now thinks that they're right. Exactly. Because everyone thinks they have a say in something. Everyone thinks they know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. But Darren, I'm going to let you speak, then I'll get into it because I have a lot to say. (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. I was just talking or getting into like everyone does a little bit of research. And it's like there's that phenomenon where like people who are really good at swimming don't drown and people who are really bad at swimming don't drown it's like the people who think they're good but aren't that good at swimming who drown right so like everyone's began to dabble in like the the realm of research and like everyone thinks that they're good but they really haven't taken it to that next level and fully understood their topics girl what is that zipper sound exactly (laughs) okay (laughs) darren something okay here's something that i want to like talk about so I Hold saw my like... pause, pause pause. I just want to know what the sound I yeah, just Yeah, I would like was. to know what that was too. Girl, I that was like it anything. sounded like a zipper. It sounded like a chimpanzee like walking <laughs> in a cage like 15. <laughs> He's back, everybody. Y'all remember that? I remember they had us yeah, watch that video in class. <laughs> in class of this child falling into a gorilla cage. Welcome to the Torrance education oh system. Okay, anyways, back to what I was wanted to get into. So I saw on TikTok, there's this girl, her hat is like Queen Nija, I think, something like that. But she was talking about how like white people, or not even just white people, like people think that just because they realized that racism was a problem, or they finally started learning about racism, that they're just automatically not racist anymore because they realize that it's wrong. But I don't. I think a lot of people don't realize that like unlearning racism in a society that was literally built off of racism and oppression is a lifelong yeah. battle. Because when you have to learn, when you learn about it, you have to teach your people around you that it's wrong. You have to teach your kids that it's wrong. You have to break the generational like generational brainwashing of like what racism has done to people in America to really understand that like how bad racism can be and how like to truly like stop racism per se because the reality is that like racism it's gonna be here for a long time long after we're old but if the people who are so loud on social media posting the infographics posting the black squared are just gonna think that they're automatically not racist anymore just because all of that happened and they finally realize that they have privilege but they're not going to do anything then there's not going to be any real change in the end of the day and i also think something that i feel like is overlooked is like how do i describe it like you know how like whenever like people think of like a racist person we automatically think of white Mm -hmm. people i think that a lot of people of color don't realize that you can be racist too because yeah. I've seen so many so many accounts of where like 
like a black person would say something bad to another race, but then they're like, oh, black people can't be racist. Or like, you know, at school, how there's like the big like friend group clique, whatever, but they're not exactly white, but they still have said problematic stuff and are low-key racist. Mm. Yeah, like they think that just because they're not white doesn't mean they can't be prejudiced or racist, but they literally are. So it's like, I feel like people just understand, but they don't really get the full picture, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I think also it's like, there's a lot of, I think, things that are just said that people don't realize are very problematic and like a really big issue. Exactly. I can't tell you how many times, like, you know, people I know have like said to me like, oh my God, you're like the whitest black person I've ever met. Like, you know, it's like, okay, well, what? Or, oh my gosh, my favorite is the like, you sound so white and I'm like okay like oh my I'm like God. How do, what do you want me to like how am I supposed to sound like what do you want me to sound like you know I feel like people's like image of the black person in America is so warped that they think if you're not that image then you're like want to be white or don't want to be black like literally like because I'm not like African-American I'm African so the values that an African person have compared to like an african-american here are so much different than people think that are like my parents they're like they're on my head for a lot of stuff so shout it's out to like your mom. She's a yeah Queen. shout out to my mom <laughs> so i've had <laughs> so i've had so many instances where it's like people would call me like whitewash or want to be black but i just i was raised differently because of my african values that i have mm-hmm. to have and there's times where I don't necessarily agree with what my parents say, but that doesn't mean I'm just going to take away my culture just because you guys think I'm, like, white or whitewashed. I'm trying to be wh- white. And I've had so many, like, people just say some derogatory stuff towards the fact that I'm African, but you don't see me saying stuff like, oh, at least I don't. I wasn't a slave, at least I wasn't this, like... I don't know, like, it just, it never made sense to me growing up because we're all black. In the end of the day, the police officer is going to ask if you're black or African, like, I just don't, never got the diaspora situation, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, you know, kind of going back to what I, like, what we were talking about, I think it's just, I think people just need to be more aware, especially of, like, what they're saying and what they're doing and, you know, I think also if you're going to post something, you know, you need to be aware of what you're posting. Like, do the research before you post, you know, the flower crown, you know, before you post, you know, you know, the beautiful font with, you know, this like Canva image. Like, you need to be aware of what you're talking about because you don't want to speak on something right. you don't know about, you know? So, I mean, I think it's just you, I think just being conscious and aware of what you're doing, what you're saying, I think are like some of the basic steps we can take. And, you know, like you were saying, I think it's going to be a long process, but I feel like if, you know, you got to start somewhere. So it's like, if we can start, you know, doing some of these basic things now, like, you know, I'm not saying like, yes, we are going to be the generation to fix racism and prejudice and, you know, the gender gap and all this stuff. But you know, it's like by being aware of it and trying to do as much as you can, I think is the best you can do. I kind of want to get back to talking about like what a school's obligation versus what a parent's obligation is. 
um, and helping to end general generational racism. But like for the last like four minutes, I've just been thinking about that comment that someone made to you, Lauren, like that you sound white. Like, is that supposed to be a compliment? It's, it's normally like when someone says it, it's always like, you know, you guys are standing there, you're laughing, like I'll say something and someone's like, oh my God, yeah, you sound so white. Or like when I'm on the phone, um, everyone thinks I'm white which I'm mixed. So, I mean, technically, yes, I'm half white, but it's, I think it's always supposed to be like a funny comment they're making about like, oh, you don't quote sound black, you know, and it like you sound whitewashed basically is what they're saying. So to answer your question, I I hope I did answer your question. That's kind of like what it is. It's definitely not a compliment. I think some people say it as a compliment or they say it like in a joking way, but like there's nothing funny about it. It's not a compliment in any means. And if anybody has ever said that to you, to our listeners, trust me, it is not a compliment and they are not, you know, your friend. So, but yes, Darren, going back to what you were saying. Yeah, like, it sounds like it has some like extremely racist oh, undertones, but just like on a, it on, a broader, on a broader spectrum, like I'm just tired of people telling like me who I'm supposed to be. Oh my god, period. You are exactly like like it's like you don't even know who I am. Like stop talking. I'm like girl, I sit next to you for one period in math class. Okay, you don't know me. Like girl (laughs) Yeah, I feel like people just have to get that through their head that like they're not inside everyone else and they don't know how anyone else feels and it's not their job or responsibility or to talk about how someone else is or how someone else acts. I feel like, have you guys heard about the main character syndrome? Oh my gosh, yes, all over TikTok. I feel like a lot of people do have main character syndrome in, like, our community. And I was talking to Jenny about it. Jenny's a member of Jenna for our listeners. But basically, we were, like, after all of these kids in Torrance who didn't have a personality in high school leave, they just struggle to find themselves because they were so used to thinking that everyone else was a side character in their life and getting getting away with stuff that they really shouldn't have. Like, the Lauren comment, like, people just aren't allowed to say that. You don't say that to someone. Like, people just struggle in a community like this because they've never had to face any real struggle. They never had to, like, grow up and learn as an individual and find themselves. So I just think that, like... Yeah, our community is full of people who think they're main characters, but then they're really the antagonists of this entire journey of life. Well, I think also it's, like, it's really hard, I think, for a lot of people to, like, they think they know who they are within, like, this area. But it's, like, when you're, you, everyone we know, we've grown up with, you know? Like, we're not from a super, like, I hate when people are, like, oh, the small town of Torrance. Like, Torrance is not... like a small town in the middle of like Wisconsin like okay so first (laughs) of all but it's like we've all grown up around each other and you normally like you don't really know that much about yourself I feel like until you get out of that environment in that area so it's like you have people that you went to elementary school with then you went to middle school with them then you all started high school together then you're in all these programs together and it's like you don't know who you are outside of that and I think sometimes a lot of people need to take that step back and really, like, figure that out. Because, like you were saying, you can't say some of that stuff. It, they think it's, oh, because we've been friends for so long. And it's like, no. If you wouldn't say that to, like, somebody you met at the local Trader Joe's, like, why would you say that to me? Exactly. 
but yeah, it is, it'll be kind of going back to what we originally were talking about. I think, I think going back to school will be an interesting process. And I think hopefully people are not going to be the same way they were. I think a lot of people have changed during quarantine real quick before we sign off. I, like, I definitely think a lot of people have changed personality-wise, the way they dress, anything like that, you know, opinions they may have had. Yeah. And so I'm hoping I do it's for the best. A lot of, I do think a lot of people have grown, including myself. Like, it's good to see people change for the better and really find who they really are. Like, for example... A lot of my friends used to like vape, you know, smoke puff. Oh my god, I do that so Pardon stupid. Me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, like, like honestly, like you'd be concerned, but like you just let them do them because it's their life. Like, you like you know it's bad, but I'm not gonna tell my friends. Oh my god, don't do that. Like, if you if it really makes you happy, just do it. But a lot of my friends have stopped doing that stuff, and it really is inspiring to see how much like just time to yourself and really like growing as an individual can do to people because as of right now i only know like one person who i'm friends with like who smokes still and they're like like they're smart but you know let me not let me not get into that but you know just for another episode yes (laughs) but to all of my listeners out there if you've struggled if you've went through any like bad phases if something happened during quarantine and you grew into a better person and you're proud of yourself. The three of us are very proud of you. All of you are so strong. And I really hope that this change continues to the point where you reach your happiest state. Yeah, I mean, like, I think we can all quickly talk about, you know, way you've changed. But yeah, I mean, I definitely like, I definitely think as a person, like, I have always been very opinionated. Not, I, I personally don't think in a bad way, but, you know, who knows. But I think I... I've also been a bit more outspoken with things that I normally would have shied away from due to like me being at home and stuff. And I, I can say just like Hannah, like I am very happy with the person I am right now. Like I do obviously think, you know, I don't think anybody's perfect. I think everybody can change. And I think that, you know, there's always room for change and I'm sure there's room for change within me, but you know, I, I definitely can say I don't, I don't think I'm exactly the same person I was when we start when the pandemic started like locked. Remember when we thought it was two weeks? Real quick, y'all remember when it was two weeks? <laughs> oh my god, I got the Snapchat memories and I was of so the whip coffee, the Tiger King, the walks around the neighborhood. Oh, the good old times. <laughs> but oh, my pie's here at the door, everybody. But yeah, I mean, I definitely think that like I've changed and I'm very happy with that. You know, Darren, would you like to talk about right. yourself real quick? We got to hype you um, up, Darren, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess, for real. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's hard to see yourself change, which is the interesting thing. But, like, you know it happens. Um, So, like, I don't know if I could point to tangible ways. It's just, like, you know that it's happening, um, which is both, like, interesting from a psychology standpoint and from a, a growth standpoint. Um, but I just want to let all your listeners, first, a, a big thank you to Hannah and Lauren for such gracious hosting and making our first episode. So thank you incredible. to Hannah for that link. Uh, girl, I was struggling all... to get the link, but <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah. 
just reiterating um, what was said earlier, like to all our listeners, we we have a really unique opportunity and we've been placed um, with some extremely difficult challenges. And I think whether we realize it or not, we've all grown in the way that we've adapted to those challenges. Um, and so we're all going to be better and stronger for it. Oh, I think that's a very good first episode, guys. What do you think? It was very nice talking to you guys. I enjoyed it. And I feel like it. I really haven't gotten to talk it's to you really in a minute. Pleasure. So it was good. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you yeah. learned something. Thank you guys. Um, see you guys next I'll see time. See you next time. This is Keeping Up With Jump. <laughs> 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 Bye. Right. See you guys. Bye.